Blog Talk Radio. It's live, the Red Reality Show. Show Network. If you love Survivor, you've definitely found the right place to interact with your favorite survivors. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host, and this is Mike on the Mic with host Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. Currently, Mike has met 468 Survivor alumni, Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all of the hardworking people behind the scenes who keep Survivor so epic season after season. Mike goes to the Survivor finale every year. He's on the board of Bob Crowley's Durham Warrior Survival Challenge in Maine and Reality for Diabetes in Ohio, and he attends as many charity events as possible. So he's always hanging out with Survivors, and they all love and respect Mike Albright. Here on Mike and the Mike, every Thursday night, Mike invites at least one Survivor alumni to join him, and they recap the Survivor episode that just aired the night before. This gives you 24 hours to watch the show, determine what questions or comments you'd like to call in with, and then on Thursday night, call into Mike and the Mike and have a blast talking Survivor with Mike and his Survivor guests. And If you're too shy to call in, we've got that covered, too. We've got a live chat room where you can post questions during the show. Just click our link and scroll down the page and post your questions or comments in the chat room. Now, it's time to bring on our host, Mike Albright.
Hi, Survivor fans. This is the Red Reality Show Network. I'm your co-host, Cherry Garcia. It's October 19, 2017, and it's time for Mike and the Mike with our host, Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's got an awesome special guest tonight, someone that every Survivor fan will recognize. He was on Survivor Pearl Islands and Micronesia, but it was his close relationship with his grandmother that made him famous. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only John Dalton, a.k.a. Johnny Fairplay, and I can't wait to hear what his opinions are tonight. Now, we're going to have a pretty busy show. We're going to keep it to one hour tonight, and Mike and Johnny haven't talked to each other for a while, so um, we're barely going to have time to get the recap in. So if we do have callers, we're going to keep it to one question per caller. So get your best question prepared and call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air. If you don't press the one, your call may not get picked up. Now, I think it's time for me to bring on our host and let's get it started in here. Hi, Mike. How are you, and how are you doing? Are you ready to talk to Johnny Fairplay? I'm excited. It's been several years. I think the last time we were in the same place was possibly at uh, Reality Rescue in Virginia, I think, unless I'm forgetting something else between there. But it's been a long time, and I can't wait to talk to, to Johnny. And Pearl Islands is in probably my top three three seasons or so i'm an africa guy all around but pearl islands just some of the characters and the location and the theme one of the best seasons whenever they rank the survivor seasons pearl islands is always near the top or the top and it's he's a key component to that so i'm honored to have him here on mike on the mic i can't wait i'm really looking forward to this and he's already on the switchboard so whenever you're awesome. ready, well, let's, take this off. Let's dive right in. Let's do this. And I have something. I, I just have to do this because we have not had him on in I don't know how long it's been. I know he was on the show ages and ages ago. But just for him, I'm going to do something a little bit um a little bit different here to bring him on. I'm looking for it. Now it involves chocolate my... and peanut butter, right? You're not doing anything crazy at your house, right, Sherry? No, 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 no. Um, Just checking. <laughs> and here we go. big drum roll and one more thing I'm going to do and I don't know that we've done this on your show Um, I don't know but our disclaimer this is our disclaimer and this means we can say anything we want 
The views expressed by guests and callers into the Rad Reality Show are not necessarily the views of the host or the sponsors of the Rad Reality Show and are for entertainment purposes only. Some assembly may be required and batteries are not included. There we go. Now, with all that done, let's bring on Mr. Johnny Fairplay. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? Hi, Cherry. Hi, medium-sized Mike. How are you doing What's today? up, buddy? <laughs> medium-sized Mike. We're in a bit of a fitness kick together. I've been walking like crazy, and you've been running like crazy, too. Has that been always a fitness thing, or is that a newer newer thing in your life right now? I've seen a lot of posts. This is a new thing. I'm actually running as we speak. I'm on mile 1.92. I got a half marathon on Saturday, but I figure you're, you're healthy, I'm healthy. Let's do this together. So, uh Ignore the heavy breathing. I promise that I'm running, and I'm not that excited to talk to you. That's, I hope not. From I was listening to Survival of the Ferris, so just just making sure you weren't watching uh, any Amazon episodes <laughs> while we're doing this. So cool. So, well, so, thanks uh, for, quick, thanks. Two quick corrections, yeah. medium-sized Mike. Uh, and actually, this yes. goes to you, Sherry Garcia. Uh, I haven't been John Dalton since 2012. My daughter was Piper Fairplay 2009. I legally changed my name to Johnny Fairplay 2012. So, the John Dalton A. And secondly, your listeners do not have 24 hours after the episode. Uh, this is on 6 p.m. Eastern. That would be 21 hours after the end of the episode to get their questions together. I have. Well, I stand corrected for- then. Putting in our place, and I I always call you Fair Play, so I don't refer to your previous name, sir. So um, <laughs> I I know you don't medium size Mike. So uh, just, coming in this episode, be, uh, before the, I'm, so used, I'm so used to Big Mike, but I, I'm loving the new use. It's good, new Johnny Fair Play. Yeah, man, we need a Mike. picture. I'm getting down to your dimensions. I went from 525 to I got to 240, and I put a little back in muscle, but. We need a new picture, dude. So I'll get down down your way sometime soon. Well, I uh, I was uh, going into my first season of Survivor. I was 116 pounds, and uh, I'm pretty close to 160 right now, and I'm pretty much all muscle. So. Cool. I'm I'm glad you're bulking up. So coming into this uh, episode, they I agree from listening to you guys previously that. Kind of pretty boring first three episodes, but anytime there's a tribe swap, that's going to take it to other place. Going into the tribe swap, who were you? Who was somebody? A couple people you liked, and some people you didn't like. And there's a lot of this middle of the road people for me. But coming into this episode, where were you at with who you liked and didn't like, and we're kind of in the middle. I mean, based on the amount of airtime and stuff, I think the players to watch are Chrissy, Allie, Ryan, and Sex Doctor Mike. So I could yep. be mistaken. I mean, I think Rourke is cute, but I mean, he said four words in three episodes. Four episodes, jeez. So we'll see. Yeah. And some sometimes uh, that's a good sign. And I heard well, I haven't well, I've been on, I, not on Twitter as much as others, but Joe and you, do you guys have a bit of a history? Joe, I call him Tony White. So or he thinks he's oh, Tony wow. possibly. Yeah. No. I mean. So. Yeah, he, uh, he called me on Twitter. I fired back with my podcast. I, I feel like game over. I won. I mean, what what, what yeah. is what left is there? You know. 
You're a legend, and I believe Hall of Famer, and he's on season 35. So, and he, we don't know how he's gonna do, but I, I don't think well, he's got much time past the merge. So, well, I, I can say, you know, with uh, with two episodes giving him plenty of screen time, and for the viewers to be a third less than what they were last season, I think that speaks volumes to the drawing power of uh, of uh, Joe. So, there you go. Yeah, Joe's Joe's not drawing in anybody for sure. Uh, tw- tribe swap, atypical here. Typically, we've gone from three tribes down to two, so we get a straight up three to three without keeping the pre-tribe advantage. So, did you think that was nothing's fair in the game? But what did you just think of going three three to three and then redistributing the numbers with the groups? Um, I mean, anything was was better than what we saw the first three episodes. I mean, my co-host Conrad Thompson on Survival of the Ferris podcast, which you can find at survivaltheferris.com, uh, he had never yep. seen Survivor prior to a month ago, and I was just like, oh, no. I'm like, I- I'm ready for this guy to quit the podcast. This is so boring. So, but, uh, no, we got the we got the swap. Uh, I don't care about fair or not fair. Survivor's survive. Yeah. You, have, you have to adapt to whatever they throw at you. So, I mean, yeah. typically for a player like me, you're just bored out there. So the fact that they're doing something uh, that, that keeps you on your toes and keeps you playing the game. What do you attribute to it being so boring? Are we talking about the people that SCG brought in or is it the theme or just the way it was presented? What, I mean, I'm, I've got different reasons why I think it was boring. I think it's the longest, weirdest title ever and convoluted <laughs> yeah, after they cast the people, but what's your feeling? What's wrong with Survivor Triple H? It's a great title. Well, Triple H, Triple H is a great title, but the heroes, hustlers, and healers sure isn't. Yeah. So no, I mean, I I didn't really think about it, but uh, um, there uh, uh, there was a a, a voicemail on Rob Cristino's podcast I did that that uh, aired Sunday, and uh, the voicemail stated that typically in seasons that start with three tribes, unless one tribe you know, uh, critically implodes upon itself with personalities that a three season tribe is typically boring until like episode four. Yep. So. so I think it's just so, a three tribe format. So the three tribe format in general, there's hard to get coverage and there's, it just leads it and things. I, I would agree with that for sure. So we redistribute the tribes. Um, what, which, with the new groupings, who did you gravitate toward? Which group did you just like best on paper as you watched them get redistributed? Why? Well, I, was praying for Joe's, I was praying for Joe's tribe to lose so he would go home. <laughs> or at least Me too. <laughs> so, and, uh, I mean, I'm not saying Joe sucks, but the fact that I liked Alan by the end of the episode speaks volumes to how bad Joe sucks. <laughs> We were hoping to get Joe and Alan together when we knew there was going to be a swap just because of how intense they've both been during the season. So it was, it was a, you know, the producers were probably stoked that that happened, that those two were right with each other. I, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Jeff, if Jeff twisted that plate a little bit when it came time for, for one of them to grab that box. Oh, I bet that never happens. Yeah, I bet he was twisting it hardcore just like in Redemption Island. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Russ, try Boston Russ, Rob. Russell, you grabbed second. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I will say this. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't I don't wish, you know, ill harm on the Joe. And I would like to, 
I like to think that he understands that, but he does appear to be yeah. kind of a dummy, so possibly not. But I mean, I haven't enjoyed hearing a guy as much uh, as I have uh, with Joe since, since Russell. So I will give Joe that. So, I mean, I, I, Johnny, I definitely I agree with villain. Yeah, the so song that's at the beginning of your podcast is epic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you think the guy would like me. I, I had my production team write a song about him. Come on. Give the program, man. <laughs> I mean, that song is epic. The guy that did, that did that is amazing. I he love does, he does that. intro and, all, and all, the, all the music going in and out. He runs a music school uh, uh, in Virginia. Uh, Matt Coon, real great guy. So I'm very, very cool, lucky cool. to have him on my team. He's talented, yeah. So, and, and I think I uh, Dave Silva, he does, he does my, uh, my artwork. I think those are fun every week. So I don't know if you guys have seen the T-shirts available at johnnyfairplay.com. There's no H and Johnny. I did. And uh, so we have some fun T-shirts. Be on the lookout uh, tomorrow morning. We have a, a new uh, Joe T-shirt we're unveiling. We're pretty excited about. He, he's going to love it. I'll buy something for the finale and uh, wear it out there and try to get you some more merchandise, especially if I can get on TV with it. So, yeah, I'll buy sure, something, I, man. I, I, I'll check out the site. I, th- I think we're doing a uh, a uh, live podcast the night before the finale out in L.A., so we'll see okay. you out there then. All right, cool, man. So, yeah, should be fun. Should be good. Uh, do you think there's too many twists right now in the show? Like back in your season, we had the you know most uh, controversial twist of all time. You know, you guys are knocking Morgan's dicks in the dirt. Then the Outcast twist, which was great TV, but you experienced it. I bet it was not great to experience that because they weren't on meager rations. I don't know what they were feeding Ryan's shoulders, but wasn't meager. Um, what do you think of all the twists and these one-offs and, you know, something like that? Joe goes home without, you know, these crazy twists and new disadvantages and advantages. And do you think it's helping the show or hurting all this stuff they're throwing in to try to keep it alive? Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a purist. I like old school survivor. I think if the cast yep. is, is talented enough that, uh, they, I mean, I think my season might've sucked without Rupert, you know, and I, and I think, you yeah. know, I think my season would have sucked without me. So, I mean, you know, Absolutely. I'm not saying that Rupert's a great player by any stretch. You know, he's one of the worst, to be honest with you. But, you know, he's Terrible, I, I yeah. his face. He's a friend of mine. You know, it's not, it's not, he'll, he would admit that, I would imagine. But He's iconic, uh, he but yeah, he plays terribly. But he's a great character and people, you know, root for well, him he, because he many people are bullied right? and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. I mean, like a coach. You know, I don't think Coach is that great a player, but I think he's good TV. So, I mean, like, you know, it just depends. So, no, I mean, I think Pearl Islands could have could have really been a bust without me or Rupert. So, you never know. So, I mean, like, it takes – so, I mean, like, looking at this season, you know, as I said, I think the standout players are, you know, Allie, Chrissy, Ryan, and uh, Six Dr. Mike. You know, I don't – Yeah. I don't know if they can carry a season without the gimmicks. I haven't Who do you think is the dark horse out of those? If we got somebody, because Sandra didn't just come out, you know, she was way under the radar and ended up pulling through on on your season. You think, do you have any dark horse candidates there that maybe we're not seeing, like the Rourke's that have like four words? Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad coming in four episodes with four words. I don't know. Well, I, I feel like Sandra did a little more than what we've seen from Rourke. Well, more so than Rourke, yeah. But, so, well, yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, if, if I mean, I like Allie's butt. So if you're looking for a pick, <laughs> Allie's butt's my pick. <laughs> yeah, she was the 469th cast member, dude, and I was really glad to meet her at the last finale. She was really cool. Now I didn't know the all the back drama with her and Patrick knowing each other. That reminded me of Samoa when like half of Galoo knew each other going into the game. And it's an interesting thing with the show to get out there and actually run into somebody that you know. I I don't think you had any simple similar things on Pearl Islands. I mean, Micronesia yeah, did. did because everyone was returners. Or did you? Uh, really? No, we, I, I, had something, I had something similar on Pearl Island. Okay. So, uh, Sean What was I that? Do you care to say? What, I'm not sure about this. This is new information for me, I think, unless I just forgot sure. something. But. Yeah, no, it's probably uh, Sean and I had a mutual friend. And uh, oh, when okay. I got out there, I was just like, hey, you're, uh, you're friends with Alex. My friends with Alex, you know, let's work together. And Sean, hashtag Jebediah Kovad, I was like, no, we're not that close. I'm like, all right, you're an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, he could have used that to his advantage. And your whole process of getting on is one of the more famous just discoveries by Survivor Entertainment Group. Like, what was your process even getting out to Pearl Islands? Like, how'd you get on our TVs and become a, you know, TV legend? Uh, Well, I had never seen... I saw 10 minutes of the first finale. I said, these people yeah. are idiots. And uh, other than that, I'd never seen the show. Uh, so I was at a uh, gas station at the corner. I was with this girl. She was pumping gas like a woman should. I went to the corner to go have a smoke. Uh, this white Volvo looked at the brakes. She goes, uh, you mind, if you, uh, mind if I ask you a crazy question? I said, you're hot. Why not? That was Lynn Spillman. And she goes, Bam. Uh, you ever, have you ever seen Survivor? I said, no, they're a bunch of losers. She said, I'm the casting director. I said, that sucks for you. She said, I'm offering you a one in 16 chance of a million dollars. I said, uh, whatever. She said, I think you'd be perfect. I said, tell me something I don't know, honey. She goes, that's it, you're on. That's it. Bam. <laughs> I knew it, Sherry. When she said I said mean stuff online, I should have gone right at her instead of apologizing. Bad first move. So we'll see if oh, oh, no, Medium Mike gets out there someday. Guns blazing, brother. Oh, yeah. Balls of the wall. So, cool. Uh, back to this thing. Um, they, they swap yeah, back, up. And back, to the, back to this train wreck. <laughs> yeah, this this season's nothing like yours. Either you're, well, not neither of your seasons. They re, they redistribute, then they go to the reward challenge. And PB&J, what, I've heard that out there, one of the people, the things people crave the most is... Peanut butter? Do you remember that? And if so, do you have any idea why there's such a craving and why that's such a big reward for people? Because I've heard that peanut butter is one of the foods most craved. Is it the protein, or what? What? What is the background with that? Do you know? Or I guess I don't. I I, I wanted I want a whopper with cheese and no onions. What I wanted. So no, okay. I, most of the girls most of the girls wanted chocolate chip cookies. So I think it, I think it, it all goes to that chocolate and peanut butter with uh, Heidi and Jenna. And they're, you know, they just rethink that moment in their head. So that's where that comes from. But, I mean, training for Survivor, you're trying to put on as much pounds as possible, where a lot of us are. And yeah. uh, with that being the case, I, I, you know, I'd imagine a bunch of people were eating peanut butter and kind of got, you know, uh, got used to, you know, having it as a, as a daily supplement, probably. I don't know. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just care. have heard I mean, that like, over the years, and it's a big thing. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, for me, I, I, I wanted a Whopper with cheese. 
you mentioned on your podcast survival of the Ferris, and also i pre-show they were talking about chrissy i don't know if you remember hearing this that she had said her favorite moment was the Jen and Heidi peanut butter and chocolate thing, and then they it was edited by CBS. I don't know if you heard about that or were aware of that. No. That they edited what she had to say because they she wanted to be presented maybe as a more wholesome mom type. So uh, that was something I heard pre-show. One of the only. I don't think wholesome. Yeah, or not wholesome. Not that that's not unwholesome, but you know where I'm going. That it was kind of like they wanted to change oh, no, no, no. I, people's I, I, perception. I don't see her the other way. They're trying to paint her either. <laughs> Well, I yeah, I think she's a savvy gamer. Like, I she reminds me of Cass, and she knows what she's doing out there, just better socially. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think I think she's Cass-like, but uh, I, I think Cass is a lot more like. Personally, I think Cass is a lot more likable. I do too. I like Cass. Yeah, there. Sherry, do you have a question or something, Sherry? Or I was just wondering if she. Do you think we should break down how the um, tribes got? You said what they. They got redistributed. Do you think we should break down how they they got redistributed? Who's on what tribe now, and how they work yeah, out now? <laughs> so real quick, real quick, we'll the, run through the red the reds. Cole and Jessica and Mike from the Healers, and then we've got Ben and uh, Cole and Mike Ginger. So fuck that. I don't like the the anti ginger sentiment as a ginger. I don't know what her some ginger did her wrong in some point. Did you know there's uh, three healers? Jessica Jessica, Dr. Mike and or yeah, Dr. Mike and Cole are all healers. Lauren was a a yep. hustler and Ben was a hero. Right. Yep. So uh, a medium sized Mike, did you know that Ginger was a ginger? Huh, what was that man? Did you know that Judas was a ginger? Another great ginger along the lines of that. Yeah, soulless and yeah. I don't know yeah. what the beef is with gingers and what happened with Bonaduce was a ginger. Well, yeah, that messed up your second run out on Survivor was a ginger messing that stuff up, man. So yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, hey, when I when I see you in Los Angeles, I want your hair dyed. Got that? <laughs> I've never dyed it red. I I might have, post election. I may be looking for something to do like that. So maybe I'll I dye my hair red. I I dyed it blonde. No, not it red. Not red. I'm I'm, I'm anti ginger. <laughs> oh, what color you want it to be, Johnny? You want me to try blonde oh, Rick, again? Rick Flair Rick, Rick blonde, of course. <laughs> I've done it Rick before and pissed off some people. So I'll I'll go Rick Flair blonde. There we go. Get get into office first. Yes, that's the seventh, man. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's going pretty well so far. I like it. Uh, then the Yellow Tribe so, Sherry, we've got Ryan and Allie from uh, Hustlers. Hustlers. from the Healers. And then Chrissy and JP from the Heroes. Yep. Old JP, that kid That kid needs guided around. He's, he's good eye candy, but he's horrible strategically, that JP. And Ashley's gone. So she's on the last tribe with uh, Alan, which is perfect. The two people that hate each other together with Joe, Desi, who somehow was Miss America and Miss Universe in competition for that. And then Devin, who on your show, you guys weren't digging Devin, but on our, I, we both really like – I like Devin. He's just – I don't know. He's a typical player I don't like, but I like he, him working with Ryan or previously working with Ryan. So nice distribution sure, I mean, there I, between I, I, the tribes. I, I see the odd couple dynamics that, that some people could like. 
I mean, but I've I've suffered through too many Fabios in my life. I can't go that route. <laughs> I said earlier on the show it reminded me of Rob C. and uh, Matt Von Erfelder, so I hope we don't have something similar because I want Ryan to go deep and not Devin to, you know, take him out and then get beat by somebody else. So I saw sim- yeah. kind of parallels, nothing the same by any means, but similar. Sure. Because Ryan's watched a fair bit of Survivor, you can tell. He, and he's just a, just a natural out there. I'm surprised it's taken 35 seasons. He just seems, from the from a player perspective, just the best naturally good on TV person. Just I don't know where they found know, him at some hotel that. somewhere. Yep, episode three, uh, I found several faults with his gameplay. So, I don't know. He didn't, he didn't have a read on, on what Patrick was thinking alliance-wise. Yep. And then when it came time for a decision, he was flip-flopping back and forth, not making the move, not being the player. I mean, you know, he might have been, you know, fishing for someone else to say it and then jump on board after, but it didn't seem like it. Yeah, I was a little torn. I think earlier he was doing a lot better than the, the than this swap. And I think he's – if they had gone to tribal, I think he would have been I, – I like how he went right to Chrissy, though, and let her know, and that, that builds that bond. And I don't know if that's uh, – Mother lust thing, or I think there's something between Christy and Ryan. Well, maybe that's something there. I don't know. Well, he has maybe the no best one liners ever. What was that, man? I said maybe the whole he has the best announced her, her her divorce at the finale. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he will. Jerry, did you have any I questions? Because uh, I've been dominating this or anyone in the board. What man? Nope. Rob Steve mentioned on, on his podcast, uh, you know, how, how awkward is it going to be when, asked, when Jeff asks Jessica, are you still a virgin? So can we go ahead and put prop, prop bets on that? Yeah, that'd be a good one because she, she is so far into episode four. And that's I, her and that thing with her and Cole, I don't, I, she's so, it's interesting that they brought her out there knowing her story and Cole, what a, what a just, you know, nice guy, but what a dumbass. Like, how many people's trust is he going to break? How many secrets is he going to tell? Like, I've never seen – he's one of the worst players, and he's gotten away with it just because he's got a, he's a handsome dude. Like, I can't believe – if there, if it's it just – it's crazy how everything's shaking out. The Cole hasn't had to go to tribal. The healers had dominance. His new group's strong. He just strategically is terrible. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he he uh, he knows how to read a map better than Joe, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, and you like you like um, sex, Doctor Mike. He's just a quirky. I do. I, I did this. I did. I did it first, and then he uh, he bought a shirt, and then I did. So, no, well, there's a way to, to get to your. Go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, it was you buy your product and at JohnnyFairplay.com, and you'll make. You know, you, you'll gain more support from these people. <laughs> sure. So, no, well, you I, get a uh, phone call. You get a phone call from well, Johnny to buy yeah. a shirt. Yeah, it's a good good deal. So, no, uh, not just more I saw. He's, uh, he's lovable, so we'll see. Well, the biggest thing I did like, I don't like a, a survivor know-it-all saying, you know, here's what you do, here's what you do, here's what you do. Yep. Without, without, you know, living, like, you know, like I said – you know, get punched in the face a few times, and, and then, then tell me what I don't know. And uh, yep. Mike assured me he's been punched in the face many times, and that was all it took. So I, I, I'm on team. 
Yeah, there's a lot of armchair fans that, I mean, I don't critique too much until I actually meet everyone and get to know them because we also have the presentation of you guys from our TV, and I don't really sure. do that I until mean, I've three, actually three, talked three, to you. Three days is 42 minutes, and if you're Rourke, it's, it's 42 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's she's just getting buried with the edit, and we didn't see Lauren was pretty prominent past couple, but their tribe didn't, and she's an interesting character there, and her beef with... Uh, Wow. Shoot. Last episode where she didn't get a chance to throw. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Versus Patrick. So Patrick is dominated. Yeah, Lauren, who's still not a fan with attacking the gingers, not. I'm going to meet her and hopefully she'll say hi, but I'll be blonde when we meet because I'm going to probably bleach it for Johnny. So we'll see. There you go. Uh, uh, we have any questions? Yeah, Sherry, what do you want to – I've been talking a lot here. Do you have uh, any questions, anyone floating around in the switchboard that wants to jump in here and ask anything? i got questions all day, man, but I want to share the wealth of this great guest. So, Um, Well, no, we can just move along. Um, After that, um, Jessica finds the special advantage in her chip bag. Um. And has to sort of remind herself that she's staring at her chip bag too long. And yep. she puts it in her, her personal bag and reads it later. And she finds out that it's um, it's an advantage to give uh, the power to block one person from voting at the next tribal council. And you will send this to someone anonymously on your tribe, mm-hmm. they will not know its um, power until they open it at tribal council. If you win an immunity and do not go to tribal council, you must send it to someone on the losing tribes. So the first, you know, the first thing she does is tell Cole, and then Cole, you know, immediately tells Ben and Lauren, and oh. of course that. Just blows everything up, and then next we see Ryan and Chrissy go for their walk, and he tells um, Chrissy that he was the one that that gave her the secret idol, um, which was kind of a sweet moment. I thought I liked that. It's a good bonding between Little. two people that wouldn't have been together until the swap for sure, and then yeah, the whole moment. giving away the yeah. the clue there. Um, it's just I can't believe how how that transpired and what Cole did. And it's not even the strategic part for me. That that bothers me just watching on my TV, at my TV. But it's more the breaking down that social bond with Jessica, who they're so tight. But to keep, you know, breaking her trust, she doesn't have to be aligned with him, even if she's into him. Like, at some juncture, she's going to probably realize that this guy is going to destroy my game. Plus, we're going to see how close they are being an initial tribe and swapped. They're going to be a target. And no, I mean, couples just very rarely can get through the game. I can only think of one that made it to the end. They did pretty well. But aside from that, it's just it's such a rare thing. And I don't know why in the season, 35th season it's still happening. It's crazy that people get like that. Well, well, the fact that she told 
told Cole and the fact that he blabbered everybody. And then uh, it was inconsequential because that tribe uh, won the challenge. I think she can go back and look at that as a test. And Cole epically failed and, uh, and break the super tightness going forward. And so maybe it was a blessing in disguise that he did that. Maybe it is. And it also, I like how she trusted when Mike said, no, I didn't do it. And they didn't just immediately throw, you know, nerdy or weird Mike under the bus. I like that she actually listened and wasn't just enamored by Cole. Yeah. His name is sex doctor, Mike, please. Sex doctor, Mike. Well, he's a little nerdy, man. He's a sex doctor, but. The shirt shirt is available at johnnyfairplay.com. No H and Johnny. Yep, no H. Um, yeah, so then the advantage gets played, and it's per, it's, it comes out perfectly for the realign group, like, for, well, for Joe and Desi, and I just, it was, but I liked the next time on Survivor that, despite what happened, Devin is wanting to work with Ashley, so if they go back, and there's no advantage or disadvantage, we'll get a tie, and then they said this season, the tiebreaker rule from Game Changers you know, ties are back in play, so I'm curious, and that'd be more compelling TV if we get a tie and, you know, we're going back to rocks. So I think that'd be cool because Devin if we get, in with Ashley if they lose. What if we go back to Survivor Trivia? I thought, Survivor I thought previous trivia, votes was the most pertinent thing. Trivia was one thing, but previous votes in Australia – it should be tribal council should matter the most. And if you've got votes built up against you, I thought that was the fairest of anything than making so, fire. But. You you say that you like Survivor Africa ahead of Pearl Island. And, 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 it's I mean, just I my all-time Africa. favorite because of Lex and Big Tom. It's just my favorite season and cast. And just it was just the I, season I, mean, I fell those, in love with the show. I, I mean, those are two of my favorite Survivor. I mean, you know, I, I see I see both of them each year. You know, I go to a, uh, I go to Big Tom's and see Lex every every summer, and, and, and bring the family, and I love them. I think they're great. However, I'm watching Africa right now, uh, with with my daughter Piper, and yeah, uh, it's t- like uh, I think Proach talks too much now during challenges. You know, especially oh god, the Foo Fighter or Foo Fighter thing last night killed me. So, oh, that but, was over the top, yeah. But but go go back and watch Survivor Africa. He doesn't talk at all, and there's this weird, like, almost like, like psychedelic uh, music score in, in the background. Uh, some of that, does, the, the challenges don't hold up in 2017. The the uniqueness does, but I hear you without the probes banter. But they weren't all carbon copies of each other either. So I mean, there there's pros and cons yeah, no, to no, the old character, school. Yeah, yeah. Character wise, I think I think it's amazing. So, but I'm just saying, yeah. it just like uh, the the challenges. It's just it's weird. I mean, just really. When do you weird. think that changed? Because he was yelling at you guys more in Pearl Islands, but I thought there was definite changes. His his power grew. I know from Pearl Islands and Micronesia, and then even when he became executive I, I think, producer, it's just yeah. I I think I caused it on on Pearl Islands. We, I mean, we used to start every challenge with you know, come on in, guys. F you, Jeff. F you, Fair Play. So. <laughs> I think it kind of stems from just, you know, our dislike of each other. So, I mean, he enjoyed and it. production play falling behind just like in real life. I'm like, whoa, dude. I don't know you. Then you, were, you brought it out, so thanks for bringing it out of him. And then 
They had no idea about the epic number one reality moment, the grandmother lie. Like, production had no idea, so they literally thought your your grandma had passed and wasn't even around, so you totally hooked all production. So that that was an amazing moment. Yeah. So that know, was but... the best laid plan ever. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean it, it's, it's impossible to do now, but, yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Do they the vet that a different way ever. now? What you and what you and Thunder D did? There's no way that people could replicate that in any way, or is it just different system for that? Or I don't. They think probably I mean, vet those I, things now. Well, no. I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't think production cares, but I, I don't think anyone would fall for it. Oh, the players I mean, are too savvy to not be like Lil crying her eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I you know I think I think when I did it, no one had brought the outside game into the game before. So, I mean, yeah. the, it was, you know, it was the unknown. So, you know, since it's been done, there, you know, despite how outrageous or, or real the situation is, there's going to be that skepticism because of what I did. Yep. They would call to verify yeah. it before they fell for it again. They would vet it and I have a plan. I have a plan for when I go back. And guess what? It'll work. I promise you. You heard it right here. Right now, tonight, I go back. I got a plan. One hundred percent, it works. So. Oh my God! You've heard it here first oh. in the Red Reality Show. We're hearing it right now. Oh. Johnny Fairplay has a plan, and it's gonna work. And I can't wait to see yep. it. So. If it's fans' favorites three, I'll help you out, dude. So we'll see <laughs> if I'm there. All right, I'll vote you out in second, Mike. <laughs> I bet you would. I if I was out there, man, how fast would I be out? Like first, like pre-first vote, I'd be dead in the water, right? I would. Uh, I I would uh, make my try forfeit the challenge just to send you home. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I mean, that's that shows that says a lot. So yeah. You 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 wouldn't even get to go down the slide, Mike. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Like Jonathan. Why don't you tell our listeners about your podcast and about um, how they can find that and how they can find your T-shirts and all of that. Sure. Uh, check out my podcast. It's me and Conrad Thompson. For those of you that listen to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard or What Happened When, Mondays with Tony Schiavone. Conrad's the co-host of both those shows, averaging over 2 million downloads a month. So Conrad and I, Damn. every Wednesday night, talk Survivor at survivalofthefairest.com check uh, Apple Podcasts iTunes and wherever you find your podcast just search survival of the fairest and uh, to get a t-shirt we have challenge monster strong social game uh, hidden immunity idol with an arrow pointing down to your junk and trust me I'm a sex doctor all available including a new Joe shirt tomorrow morning go to johnnyfairplay.com that's J-O-N-N-Y-F-A-I-R-P-L-A-Y.com. No H in Johnny. That's JohnnyFairplay.com. And with every T-shirt purchase, you get a phone call from me, Johnny Fairplay. Boom. I'll be there making my go. transaction next month, pre-finale. I'll find the coolest one to wear out there. So, cool, cool. Well, dude, uh, we've appreciated your time, man, especially in the middle of your run to come out. I... I could ask questions all day. I love talking old school, current stuff. But you know, thanks for taking the five, time to. What was that, man? Five miles right now. 
Damn, that's yeah, three point six two uh, yeah, three point six five, three point seven five miles just with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not too bad, right? Yeah, I'm walking thirty miles Saturday, so I no I'm not running that far, but I'm walking thirty miles, so there you go. There you go. My my daughter's doing a uh, walkathon. Uh check out my Facebook. Uh, message me there if you'd like to help. Uh she's uh She's looking to raise $300 by tomorrow, and she's just about there. So anyone interested, message me on Facebook get any details. You can help out my daughter, and she does a walk-a-thon. Good time. She is adorable, by the way. Thank you. And Lex is doing my wedding, man. So uh, open invitation, September 29th. We're trying to get Big Tom and Ethan there. So Lex is officiating it. So you're more than welcome to stop by if you got the time, man. So. Sounds like a plan. Well, you have a great evening, Johnny, and thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Thank you, and uh, thanks for having me on. Everybody check out survivalaffairs.com. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Click subscribe and order your T-shirt today at johnnyfairplay.com. Sweet. There have a good go. night, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Johnny, so much. You guys take care. Bye. What a great guy. Yeah, it was a great. I can't, I was going to say this on the air. I I was curious who the body double is in the picture on survival of the Ferris. If that's Johnny um, or not, that's, it's a, he said he's ripped. He went from 116 to 160. I just can't get muscle definition, Sherry. And I worked out for a long time. So I guess I could get some skin surgery, but I just have never had definition. And then I've worked out like a, like a maniac, but what a legend, what a guy, and that's the first, I think, Pearl Islands I've had on, except maybe, I think Sandra might have done the show, but yeah, Pearl Islands, hell of a season, just, I, Africa's my jam, I, I always will be, but, you know, Pearl Islands was great, and it's due to Johnny and Rupert and, you know, Sandra, they're the just such entertaining TV, and the fights between Fairplay and Rupert and uh, Johnny versus Sandra, just some of the you know, not the best family-friendly survivor ever, but just some of the greatest just, you know, you're there, you're not with food, no water, no shelter, away from your family, away from everything, starving, and just going at it. Like, I don't think we've ever had more real moments than just some of the stuff, the way Johnny acted. He was the heel, but he knew what he was doing, and it was tactical, and I would I would pay money to have seen that exchange between Lynn Spillman and Fairplay. That's just... That's just amazing. I've heard stories about Russell and some of his casting stuff, but just running into Lynn and being like that, that's – I regret how I reacted to Lynn when I met her. So, But great episode, and it's made up for these other three duds. Well, I know we we had Johnny Fairplay on the show a long, long time ago, back when Ron was still alive, and I'm sure he probably doesn't even remember it. Um and I almost mentioned it, but like I said, I doubt that he even remembers it. Um, so I didn't bring it up. I didn't want to bring up something that he might not recall. Um, okay. But it was nice to have him back on the show and and hear his voice again and hear what he thought about, you know, the season. Um, it's so cool to have you know, a survivor that's 
was on that many seasons ago still be involved today. Yep. You know, a lot of them get out of it and they aren't as involved anymore, especially like weekly doing podcasts and things. Um, and it's nice when they are still that involved. I love that. Yeah, there's some, so, there's some, you know, quasi celebrities that, you know, came on the show to other things, but you know, some people watch the show and he just was already an entertaining, interesting person. And the show magnified that exponentially. It's unfortunate his accident and running with Bonaducci. I, I'm really curious if, if fair play had been in Micronesia, how different it would have been and where poverty ends up and Amanda and Sari, you know, the black widow brigade, probably doesn't get too far off the ground. I think he would have, because there was a, he was between his season and some of the newer ones, there was a bit of a gap there. So I think he could have done damage if he wasn't, you know, so injured going into that season. But I, his right. hug, another iconic moment, hugging, hugging Probst when he goes out, you know, Probst there look, look a little tension there from, you know, some other things that probably happened along the way. And just the hug was just a, a nice moment to, to see there but I do agree that those yeah. old school survivors the challenge is when Probst wasn't talking just a whole different show and there was weird funky music and I don't like I didn't like that and I don't like Probst talking incessantly some kind of middle ground I guess where you get a little bit of that but not too much like when he's arguing with somebody like Penner or with Johnny not like arguing with JP from this season would just be kind of stupid and pointless so Bless interjection would be good. So, good episode. Penner was was quite a um, interesting guy. Um, we had him on a number of times on the show, and he's another one that's quite interesting. Very smart guy. Um, yeah. Been on Seinfeld. And he's and, to analyze things, and and he's got a pretty, pretty interesting career before Survivor and after. Just some of the stuff he's been like. He was in a bunch of movies, and he was on Seinfeld. Pen- yeah, or, uh, I mean, Penner. yeah, just some of the things he's done has just been like you sit there with your mouth hanging open, going, "Oh my gosh," you know. Um, just an extremely intelligent guy too. And for sure. I mean, you can really hold a a great conversation with him, but I'll tell you what, you know, there's a number of survivors that I've, I've found her that way that are extremely intelligent. Well, yeah, the IQ test and the personality test to even get, from the 50,000 or 70,000 for Marquesas down to the final 48 to 16, the, the, the high caliber of people, and even people on TV that come across as like, you know, you know Kelly Shin was called Purple Kelly just because we didn't see her. She, you know, quits in Nicaragua. But there's, there's some ext- – every cast member, I'd say maybe like between 5 and 10% are actually just kind of like, eh, whatever. In person, even the biggest, you know, quietest person is real social. Rick from Rick from South Pacific, when you actually met him, had a whole different personality than what you see on the show. Like, they could only present him so much. 
And the people that are huge personalities are even bigger personalities. So anyone, the fans listening, I strongly encourage you, if you can get out to the finale to do it, to go to a charity event. There's so many of them around the country. You know, get to meet these people, donate to their causes, buy a shirt from johnnyfairplay.com, and you'll get a call. And it's going to be fun, and it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Definitely will be. Absolutely. Wanna, you know, support their endeavor. And they got two million people listening. They've been going for four weeks. Dang, you need some better people, Sherry. I feel bad that I'm not bringing in two million people. I wish I, I wish more people wanted to talk to us. That's just awesome. That's just really cool. I, uh, I'll tell you another person that I had one of the best conversations I've ever had with um, is Richard Hatch. Talk about. A very intelligent guy. That guy is amazing. I got to speak with him for a long time at a, a very, very small um, event up in uh, New Hampshire, and it was one yep. of those events where you, you know, you got to be with the reality stars for the entire weekend, and. Mm-hmm. So I get to spend quality time with him and actually sit down at a table and have a lengthy conversation with him. And he was always, you know, my favorite survivor to begin with. And then to sit down and talk with him and hear his true life story and hear what he's really about and hear him talk, you know, just, for a while about what's truly going on in his life and everything, I was just in awe. And then he let me take a picture of his tattoo on his back, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I am like, (laughs) I'd never posted it online, but he actually let me take a picture of his tattoo on his back. It's huge, and it's amazing. And I don't know if he lets everybody take a picture of it, but I guess he does. But I was just in awe of Richard Hatch. He is one of the people I was just thrilled to sit down and talk to. Yeah, I would echo that. Yeah, some of the Hatch's conversations I've had with Hatch at Bob's event. Just some great deep conversations about just all sorts of stuff, not even the show, just life and just his perspective. And he's just, he's just one of those, you know, I don't know about IQ and all that, but just his emotional intelligence and his ability to read people and interact with people is just off the charts. Yep. You can see how he won the first season. I mean, people didn't fully grasp what they were getting into like he did. So he went against 15 people that, didn't really fully get the game. So in another season, maybe he doesn't win. But for the first winner, he just went out there and dominated the show. So, Yeah, he really did. And he basically figured the show out right away and realized that, you know, you were going to have to build alliances out there. And yep. it didn't matter what you did. You couldn't win the show alone. And you were going to have to build alliances. And he knew that they were going to need him, you know. And 
he could walk around naked out there all he wanted. They were going to need him at some point, you know. He mattered. Yeah, he was his, a provider. His, he knew what he he knew what he needed to do. They needed him to feed them. Nobody else was was going out, and at that point, Survivor was at its truest basic form. He was going out and getting all the food. They needed him for that. They needed him as a number. They needed, you know, he knew all that. He figured all that out so quickly. And, gosh, what a great show that first Survivor was. I will never, ever forget that first Survivor. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what makes me so mad sometimes that these events and the Big Brother people act so pretentious. And I'm like, 52 million people never watched an episode of Big Brother. So back off, like, Survivor is always going to be the – upper echelon of reality TV. So the No doubt. There, no there doubt. Maybe in other countries, but no one in this country has ever watched the show more than Survivor. So Survivor all the way, all the time. I uh I know I've I've mentioned it a thousand times, but I will never forget watching Eco Challenge and then mentioning that, you know, Mark Burnett was bringing on a new reality show to network T V and it was going to be called Survivor. My husband and I were just, like, over the moon excited because we had been watching eco-challenges for years. And to know that, you know, Mark Burnett was now bringing on a reality show called Survivor to network TV was, like, you know, just the coolest thing ever for us. And it never, it, there was a chance all four networks declined it. Like, they, Burnett had to go back to CBS. Like, every every network had a shot at it, and they all declined it. It's just, it's such a, it outwitted, outplayed, and outlast everything. And it's changed, it changed the TV world. Yeah, it did. It absolutely has changed the, the TV world completely. Look at how many reality shows are on TV now. Yep. And it all started with, with Survivor, basically. I mean, yeah, you even can something say like that, Idol you know, that was winning its time slot, it, it outlasted Idol. And Idol was the the shit for five seasons, the number one show, and it's gone. And Survivor's still out there, still battling. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Survivor started it all, and it's still going strong. And, you know, they keep finding ways to <laughs> keep it, <clears throat> excuse me, to keep it fresh enough and epic enough to to bring us back and keep us on the edge of our couches season after season. And even in amidst all of the craziness that our world is going through right now with the, you know, attacks that we've gone through and all the drama that the world is going through right now and has gone through in the last few years, um, they still have found ways to go to locations that take them to beautiful areas and keep people safe and put on awesome, epic shows season after season. And to me... They should be winning awards every year, 
And I realized that, you know, The Amazing Race does the same thing, but damn it, Survivor needs some of those awards too, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I think what hurt the show was the repeated locations, repeated people, repeated challenges, and the race can go anywhere all the time, and, you know... So, but the race, you know, the race had a couple of rough seasons too. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad it's still kicking and doing well. And then we've got Celebrity Big Brother. I'm, I'm curious how that goes and how invested the celebrities will be in, and who the celebrities are. Like, you know, Dancing with the and Stars. What I don't know how many the celebrities like to them. Yeah. They're getting some pretty low end celebrities on that thing. Like, who are some? It's like uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Some of those other last seasons. I'm like, who the uh, hell are these people? Like if they if they bring Frankie Grande, I mean to me Frankie Grande is not a celebrity. His sister is. Frankie Grande is not a celebrity. Yeah, any past players like that shouldn't be there. The only person I could think of possibly might be like Doctor Will or, you know, a handful of people that are like to some other level. But a celebrity from the show. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. They should be like people from other things. There's some there's some pretty well known people that like reality T V. I you know, I don't think uh Fallon or Kim will do it, but I know that Fallon loves Survivor or used to at least. So we'll be, I'm curious to see oh, yeah, there's some... on that one of theirs. When's it coming out, do you know? The Celebrity I Big Brother? I believe in January. I think in January. So we'll see. And the race is back in January or February too, or do we know? I think so. I I think so. They're they're racing it right now. Yeah, because Joe or uh, what? Uh, shoot, blocked him they're out of my mind. Right the two now. people I didn't like, they're on it again. Um, shoot, I just watched it. This, I mean, I don't like Big Brother that much, but. Jessica and Oh, you uh, didn't Cody. like Corey? Yeah. Oh, you didn't like Cor- Cody, Cody and no, um, I, Jessica? I mean, not really, but I do like I I've heard, I've come around. Paul played like crap, so you know, Cody sticking it to him was funny. Paul Paul controlled his destiny and he could have played better. So, Josh earned his win. I'm I'm a little removed from that and I definitely agree with everyone else now or most people. Now Paul should have won the season before I think over over Nicole, but Josh went and I'm I'm better at terms with. But I don't have a. An I was certainly not week, a Paul fan I'll, this season. Yeah, his stock definitely changed. I thought he brought a lot of negativity to the to the show this season. Yeah, there was just a lot of negativity in general. Definitely the most negative season I remember. Even more than 15, I think, because, you know, 15 had its bad moments. But, you know, overall, just a lot of... It was definitely worse than 15. Yeah, it really was. I I really didn't enjoy it until the very end, you know, until Josh won it. (laughs) And Cody won America's Favorite Player. Those were the only two things that made me smile because it was just really ugly. They were going after each other 
do that in the game. Yeah, Paul was doing that, but Josh was doing that. Cody was doing that. I mean, there was a lot of negativity that just excessive negativity. But the thing is, Paul came into the house and told them over and over and over again, "This is how you're going to get fans. This is if you if you do this, this is how you're going to get fans." And then he was telling Josh, "Go in and bang pans. Go in and do this. Go in and do that." And he had everybody like on leashes and. I blame CBS a lot because they brought one past player back. Then they gave him eight friendship bracelets to pass out to sort of build his alliance with. And then he got three weeks of safety I mean, it it was just gift after gift after gift to Paul. And then he goes in there and he starts telling them how the more ugly you are and the more mean you are, the more fans you'll get. And he said that I don't know how many times in the beginning of the show. It was just like, They'll eat it up. They love this. They love it when you when you do this kind of stuff. I called her a C-word, and she still voted for me once she was in jury, you know. And he was just almost like a cult leader in there, just driving this in their heads, you know. And I was just like, what is this guy doing? Well, the one thing I – didn't, uh, I he played poorly, but to be that manipulative and still not win, and then for the people to say you played the best and then vote for the other, I, that's the only issue I have. And there were some similar sentiments in Samoa, at least with Hans. Like he shouldn't have won either season, but for people to be like, "Yeah, you definitely played better than me," and then when it comes time to for the to be a juror, to be like, "Well, now I'm not voting for you, even though you played better than me." Like it's all about whatever the jurors' discretion is for why they do what they do. But to be like, "Oh yeah, he definitely played better than me." But I'm voting for the other guy, like. So it's all that. It comes back to the social. It's all the social game. You can make all yeah. the strategic moves and pull out idols and do all this, but it's about the bonds you have with the people. And if you're liked better than the other person, doesn't matter how many awesome maneuvers you pull. Like, probes will get a hard on, but the jury might not. And see, that's where Josh made his best move was that he decided, okay. I realize that I've made a lot of mistakes here and I'm going to try to fix this. So I'm going to play my game in the diary room by telling all these people, yes, I'm, I made mistakes. I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made. And I'm going to tell you as you leave, before you go to jury, I'm sorry for what I did. And here's what's going on in this house. Paul's doing this. Yeah, those exit speeches were, those are, that was a baller move, what he did there, for sure. And he let everybody know what was going on before they left the house as they were going to jury, and that way they didn't go to the jury house wondering what the hell just hit them, you know? Yep. And they appreciated that, you know? They did. And that's what got Josh the vote. He played his game in the in the diary room, and that and works. So we'll get to see some of that. But with our with the forty two minute show, 
not on three times a week. You can't really replicate that on Survivor. So I hope we get to see more for the people that get to the end, why they get to the end and why certain people do well and why certain don't. But after this episode, I'm looking forward to this season more. Triple H, as Johnny called it, uh, better name than what we were given. I hope that, uh, I hope it continues to build after that episode and we get more drama and excitement. Amen. I certainly hope so, too. And I'm sure it will. It does every year. Yep. Well, that's about it for tonight. you have anything else? I think I'm good. If you're in Ward 2, vote for uh, Albright is all right, and I'll see if I can get McConaughey to tweet that. Maybe I'll tweet it to Johnny and Maybe he'll get more leverage with uh, Matthew McConaughey. We'll see. There you go. But that's all I got. Just run into two more meetings tonight, so not done yet by any means. Well, enjoy your meetings, and we're going to call it a night here. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We certainly want to thank Johnny Fairplay for joining us tonight. And I want to remind everybody to join us on Monday for Manic Mondays with Michelle Costa, who is going to have Jason Dent, a.k.a. Whistlenut, from Big Brother 19, with her on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So make sure you join us for that. That's a wrap for us tonight. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with Mike Albright. Say good night, Mike. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Take care. God bless. <laughs>